and welcome into a very special edition of the West Life Podcast. Uh, we are sponsored by Holman Barnes Group, which includes West Ashfield League Club, the best place to watch a game live and loud on Sunday if you can't make it to Leichhardt Oval when we take on the Titans. Finally, a pr- first uh, real NRL season game preview for us for this year. Super exciting. And we had, I say in past tense, had Clarkie on last night. So we're going to hit play on that interview from last night in just a minute. But first, at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter, please give us a follow. Uh, if you want to support and take part in the show, uh, the, the guys on the Patreon, they listened to this Clarkie interview today or last night. I uploaded it for them to get a sneak peek at it. And so, uh, if you're on YouTube, shouts to everyone tuning in live on the YouTube and the Facebook stream. Uh, so please give it a like, give it a notifications on and uh, comments, all that good stuff. Help us with that algorithm. The YouTube's starting to get uh, plenty of traction, so we're loving lots of people that like to tune in and watch us and our pretty pictures and our pretty faces while they listen to us. So we really appreciate everyone who does that. And speaking of pretty faces, which one do I go to first? Uh, Aaron Thompson coming in live from Orange. Uh, how good is this chat with Clarkie? Oh, it, it's bloody fantastic. And g'day, Rob. G'day, Josh. G'day to all the listeners. Yeah, Clarkie, he's an absolute fountain of knowledge. Um, I, I can just remember the first thing I asked him, I wasn't expecting him to be able to give us much information, but he went above and beyond. Like he gave us some facts about a new player of theirs that I we didn't even know, like we had no clue about. Uh, he 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 did the hard work for us, really. A few people say in the comments our YouTube feed is down, but um, I've just checked it on my phone. It looks like it's up, and people are commenting from YouTube, so not sure what's going on there. But um, yeah, Rob Bashara, just to follow on from that, this Clarky chat, it's. Uh, it's a great listen. I mean, even the three of us, I think, just enjoyed what Clarkie had to say ourselves, let alone uh, contributing to the conversation with him. Yeah, g'day, everyone. Um, look, I, I was so impressed with Clarkie. Um, very intelligent young man, very impressive. His rugby league IQ is just through the roof. Um, I, I can't say some of the things I want to say about it because I, I don't want to you know, do a spoiler for, for what he says later. But uh, there were a couple of p- things in particular. He mentioned one uh, ex-player that was around before he was born. And the fact that he had knowledge of, of players and the style of play they have, et cetera, et cetera. And then, and then even with our club, like he doesn't support the Tigers. But again, he mentioned one particular thing about, you know, a certain player being with the club for a certain amount of time. And not, not many people know that much detail about every team and he, he's just got it absolutely covered he's very eloquent uh it was an absolute delight like I, i'd just love to catch up with him when i get to the gold coast and shout him a beer and have a chat for an hour or two he, it was so much fun shouts to gussie he solved the problem with the youtube stream so if you were sitting uh waiting for the show to start if the show does start it doesn't start in front it's so stupid i've, I've noticed this too watching sitting in the room watching other podcasts do this. You actually have to close the podcast and then go back into it when we actually go on air. It doesn't automatically start. It's it's stupid. Something YouTube, you're a trillion dollar company. Fix it. Uh, anyway, let's without further ado, thanks for that, Gussie. Always got our back. Thanks, Legend. 
Uh, let's get into the, the chat with Clarky. Right, uh, we are joined by the one and only the NRL content content king, Clarky, uh, joining Rob, Aaron, and myself. Uh, mate, thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, with your beloved Titans this weekend, it was the perfect time to have you on, and we really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, mate, firstly, congrats. You kind of created like a, a little mini empire with uh, with your pages and uh, your content and that sort of thing. Like as someone who kind of started up something from scratch and basically took on, uh, not taking on, but kind of mimicking some bigger publishers that are out there, you kind of set the way in terms of like independent I would call, I'd call us media members or influencers for lack of a better term. But um, just tell us a little bit about how you started it all up. And also, are you surprised like how massive like it's turned into? Yeah, I am very surprised at how massive it's turned into. And every time I ask, get asked this question, I sort of wish I had a cool story, which I really don't. It was kind of just born out of passion and hard work. Um, I really, really love footy. I loved talking about footy. And I figured that if I work hard at it every day, maybe I can make something of it. Um, but with that being said, like I was never really too much into the whole content creation side of it. Um, and to the effect of the words you said, yeah, like um, sometimes I do take inspiration from like the USA. I feel yeah, like their too. sports pages are a few years ahead of ours here in Australia. So there's a real opportunity there, um, I think, for anyone starting creation to you know, look at what those content creators are doing and how can how can we translate that to the NRL and, and maybe add your own twist on it. Uh, but, yeah, the page has been, has been such a journey. You know, I started when I was 16 in high school. Um, I've been deployed with the Defence Force and not able to use wow. the page for like up to, I think it was like six months to a year. Um, and then now it's like almost like a, another job uh, for me with multiple hours per day. So it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but um, yeah, it's it's so much fun. I really love it, and I could truly talk footy with anyone. So um, who better to speak to when you've got a, a platform, luckily as large as I do? Yeah, and like with all, I mean, you've got the YouTube, like all the the Instagram, Facebook, obviously so many platforms and stuff. All the graphic creation and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, that's that takes a hell of. I mean, um, I was joking before we went on air about my piss poor graphic skills with the stuff I do here but it does whether you're good at it or not at it you're obviously way better than I am and I was kind of asking you kind of for tips before before we went on air but it takes so much time so um yeah we definitely uh, I can relate to you in terms of how much time and hard work goes into just um yeah putting in yeah putting effort for getting stuff up online and you you do way more stuff in terms of socials I mean, I mean, most of the time I do a bit of graphics and the four of us kind of, or three of us just, yeah, just blab on for an hour. That's pretty easy. But you're like full on, like almost seems like, obviously you set timers and stuff, but it's almost a 24-hour um, juggernaut that you got going there. So um, the Titans, mate, you got your polo on there proudly. Why the Titans? Are you a Queenslander? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I grew up in an Eels household, so dad, whole family went for the Eels, and I was that way inclined until I actually started going to every single Titans home game because I was living near the Gold Coast, and right. it's a little bit embarrassing, but I remember I actually did go for a game, and I was going for the Eels, which I haven't mm. really said that anywhere else online, so I'm <laughs> a little bit embarrassed by that, but 
um, eventually, it, I just loved that the Titans always fought and they had that sort of underdog feeling in a team that at the time I thought I can really get around their attitude because um, it was an era where we were losing almost every week. But there was never really a game where I was leaving the stadium and felt that the effort wasn't there. Um, it was always there. And I felt like, you know, I'm from this area. I was born and raised here my whole life. And this is the team that is, is fighting for the community and trying their hardest to get the results. And so, yeah, I couldn't help but get around that. And then, yeah, from there, obviously, I've just grown into one of the biggest Titans super fans I feel there is. The West Tigers take on the Gold Coast Titans at Leichhardt Oval this Sunday, the 5th of March at 6.15pm. And if you can't make it to the game, you can watch it live and loud on the large screens from West Ashfield. You can also enter West Ashfield's VB Footy Tipping League and receive a free VB schooner or two-for-one VB schooner by submitting your tips on the Fanzo app. It's simple. Download the Fanzo app, join West Ashfield with the code 12D5D423. Set your tips and then you'll earn a schooner of VB. The top three players with the highest points by the end of the season will also receive dining vouchers to use at uh, West Ashfield's restaurants, the Garden, and Walk On Chinese. First place gets $500 uh, dining voucher, second place $300 dining voucher, and third place $150 dining voucher. Terms and conditions apply. Holman's Barnes Group. Practices responsible service of alcohol. For the latest information, visit holmanbarnesgroup.com.au and follow him on Facebook and Instagram via at Wes Ashfield. Yeah, yeah. Well, as, a, as a local, I mean, supporting the local team, um, it's what you got to do. I grew up in the Central Coast and I know, I don't know if my Tiger loving family all up there would have flipped teams completely, but definitely being a part of a community team like the Gold Coast. Uh, yeah, you can't can't begrudge. I mean, the Eels, ugh, like, I mean, you both haven't won a, a premiership in our lifetimes, so I'm assuming you're a bit younger than um, than me. But hopefully, look, I'll, if it's Titans, Eels in a grand final, I'm going for the Titans every day of the week. Look, if the Eels could be playing, got literally anyone, I'll be going going for the other team. But um, what are your hopes for the Titans this year? I think realistically, we'll probably be. Within that bunch where I think the top six is pretty well set, I, I can't see too many of the dominant teams that you'd expect, like your Panthers and Roosters, not being there. Um, when you look at the last few years, there's really been the trend where seventh and eighth is the only spots open in that top eight. Yeah, We were lucky enough, uh, the Titans were lucky enough in 2021 to sneak in. I think that's probably our best bet, but I think we're in a, a range with a bunch of teams there, like the Tigers, Bulldogs, Raiders, uh, where I'm just not quite convinced 100% they're a finals team, but I can't put a line through them exactly. There's only a few teams I can really, really put a line through um, safely as a prediction. Uh, our teams aren't one of them. I think we're in that range where we could compete for a top eight spot, but I, I probably don't have my Titans anywhere near the top four just yet. Yeah. So basically this round one game, even though it's only round one, kind of counts for... Because if we're battling out for that top eight spot, it's kind of doubly important, really, because you not only want to win, you also want to put an L team kind of battling the the top eight spot for, I guess. Almost definitely. And it was sort of that way last year as well. Um, it was the Cowboys game where you guys were absolutely ripped off on the buzzer. And at the time, that was yeah. the only thing keeping the Titans outside of the spoon. So it was... Um, 
yeah, it was a, it was a real. I felt so bad for Tigers fans, but also selfishly, I was I was deep down happy because it was keeping my team away from the spoon. And so our teams have sort of been in that sort of um, same competition range recently on the ladder. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. You just uh, opened an old wound there, Clarky. We went live <laughs> literally that night. It was our, our most live. We had two hundred people listening to me or us three swearing and. Even I went off that night. I'm usually pretty cool, calm, and collected. That, um, yeah, it's uh, let's let's not living in the past. Let's talk about 2023. Uh, the Tigers. I've got your little graphic here. Um, again, just the the discussions and stuff. You're so good at doing this in terms of way better, just quietly, way better than Fox Sports. Like you just the stuff that you create is cool. Does get people talking, but. I mean, you talked our Tigers up there, but one win out of the first five, um, you've pretty much got us dead last after five rounds. Uh, as Pauline yeah. Hanson once said, please explain. <laughs> well, looking at that now, at the time when I made that graphic, I had the Knights in ninth, and that was before uh, their second trial, where I really started to realise, okay, this is not looking like I thought it would. And so I would give you guys that game now. I think the game against us is a real 50-50, and when it is a 50-50, yeah. I've gone with my heart there. Um, there's no evidence I could sit here and honestly say why the Titans are going to win against you guys. It's going to be a tight game. Bulldogs, I think that's another a coin flip. Um, Storm, that's a tough one for any team. And the Broncos uh, one there, that stirred up the most controversy. People said, oh, how the hell could you think that's going to happen at Suncorp? But I do remember the Tigers did it last year at Suncorp and shocked mm. the Broncos when they had a few injuries. I think they're more than capable of doing that again. We play really well. I'm flying up for that game, actually. Um, we do tend to play well in recent history. Play well at Suncorp, not so much. Uh, I mean, everything last year. We did beat the Broncos there last year. Magic round wasn't uh, a great result for us against Cowboys last year. But we beat the Panthers there 20... What was the Magic round previously? 2019, 19. I guess. We smacked the Panthers. So, yeah. for some reason, Brisbane... And, I mean, Sheen's ball might suit uh, warmer weather and dry grass, Rob, a little bit better. Yeah, you'd think so. But also, like with what Clarkie's saying about this week, uh, Clarkie can, re- can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, both your trials have been at night. Is that correct? Uh, yep, they've both been nighttime trials. That's correct. And, and and we've basically got a night game and we've had our two trials in the day, so... You do get an advantage yeah. there. I, I know you've won your last six games against us between Campbelltown and Leichhardt, so we're kind of due for a win. Um, and and like you said earlier, Josh, it is really a four-point game. If you go back mm. five or six years ago when Jared Hayne famously kicked a field goal yeah. and said, yeah. this is my house, that basically stopped us from making the eight. It, it was a four-point swing, and, and that mm. was huge at the time. So, uh, look, it, it, is a, it is a coin flip this week. We're, I mean, for me, I'm really pinning our hopes on a win. I feel... I don't generally think a season opener means much, but given the new coaching staff and and a lot of new players and and wanting to believe in what we're doing, I think a win is more important for us uh, than the Titans. But obviously, we, we both want to win. As you got any questions for Clarky before I bring up the team list? Uh, my main question for Clarky, based on the team list today, or actually, no, you're saying uh, never mind. Go to the team list. I'll, I'll get to that <laughs> yeah, after. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll bring up bring up the team list. Um, 
in front of them. I don't know, Rob, you're on the mobile, so you might not. I'll read it out, though, obviously. I've got, got buckets for our... reading, reading that. Yeah, yeah. So, West Tigers, uh, Dane Laurie at fullback, wingers, uh, David Nopaluma and Charlie Staines, Brett Naden and Tommy Talau in the centres, Adam Dwayhe slash Dewey at 5'8", uh, Luke Brooks in halfback, front row, Stefano Utoi Kamanu and David Klemmer, Api Korosau uh, hooker, back rowers, Isaiah Pabali'i and my guy, Sean Bloor, he's made it to the starting side, how good he's in the number 12, Joe Offengowie, is back in the lock position, even though Benji told him he's not a lock, apparently. Uh, Jake Simpkin in the 14, Alex Twal, Fanua Pole, and Kepa Oa, so a hooker and a centre slash back rower on the bench. Tim Sheens, what a coach. But um, on the Titans side of thing, things, uh, Alex Brimson at fullback. Uh, help me out with that winger's name. Clarky, Alofiana Khan Pereira. Thank you. Uh, any relation to the referee, Pereira? Not that I've heard of, if he does. Uh, the other other winger is Jojo Fafida. Is that Fafida any relation to either Fafida families? Uh, David's cousin, but I believe it's a okay. second cousin, not a first cousin. Okay. Uh, Aaron Shoup and Philip Summy in the centres. Uh Halves are Kieran Foran and Tana Boyd. Uh, front row, Jamin uh, Jolif. Did I say that right? Tino. Yeah. How was Tino's last name, Clarky? Help me out. It's good to have professional. Thank you. It's good to have an actual <laughs> professional on the show helping with these. Sam Verrills, uh, the former rooster at Hooker. David Fafina and Bo Fermore in second row. Uh, Isaac Liu. Locke Jade on the bench. Jaden Campbell. Aaron Clark. Um... Clarky, help me out, number 16. Moweki Fotueka. Thank you. And Joe Stimson. Uh, should hire you as a co-host. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> as I'll, as I'll, let you ask your, I'll let you ask your question first. Go for it. So, um, Alofiana, he had a pretty solid uh, showing in that second trial against the Dolphins. Um, four tries, I think it was. Do you know much about him? What can we as fans of the opposition expect from him? on Sunday afternoon. Really good finisher. Great try scoring rate in the Queensland Cup last year. Uh, he did score two tries in the Broncos trial as well. So he had the most tries of any player in the NRL preseason challenge. And he's a player that's really been floated around for a few years now as a rookie of the year. Um, and the Titans have been high on him for a while, but they were just never quite sure is he ready for first grade. Once they moved Greg Marzu onto the Knights, to me, that kind of cemented, okay, they've seen enough now to think that he's ready. But probably the biggest talking point when we when we talk about Khan Pereira is his speed. This is a guy that is clocked as the fastest in Queensland in like mm. the past 20, 30 years, over 100 metres. And a Jeez. lot of people that have seen him play genuinely say without any hesitation, he is much faster than Josh Adokar. Wow. Um, they don't even really consider it a challenge. People that see him play just go, no, nah, he's quicker. Um, and so there is an opportunity when he gets on the outside, he's very, very hard to stop. And a classy finisher in the corner as well, uh, as shown with the, the six or seven tries he got in the NRL preseason challenge. Uh, Rob, I'll, let, I'll give you and Clarkie the same question, just in vice versa. Rob, who of the Titans in that Titans team uh, in, in terms of matchups, gives you a bit of fear, and I'll ask Clarkie to 
give this, do the same question for our, for our team? Uh, I wouldn't say fear. I'd, I'd actually say excitement. Uh, so definitely David Fafita matching up against Isaiah Papali'i. That is just worth the price of admission on its own. And mm. I, I really rate Sam Verrills highly. Um, I think he's a really creative hooker. He showed what he could do a few years ago when he first came into the Roosters team. He really suffered with injuries at the Roosters. So I actually thought, I mean, Brandon Smith's a beast, don't get me wrong, but I think Verrills is a genuine hooker. Um, yeah, I've got a few questions for Clarkie, but I just want to ask, most importantly, just on current stuff, where's um, Jaden Campbell in, in the sort of pecking order now? Because, I mean, I thought he was a really good fullback and Brimson's kind of floated between 5'8 and fullback and obviously Foran's arrived there now. Where, where do you see Campbell's future, uh, Clarkie? Interesting for Jaden, I think, is that his dad is a club legend. He's got a stand named after him, the only player in um, all, all of Gold Coast history to have a grandstand named after him. Um, and so Jaden does love the Titans, and all my discussions with him would indicate leaving is not really an option, despite the media kind of speculating okay. every time we see him put onto the bench mm. or in reserve grade that he will. How they look, use Jaden Campbell is still what really has me baffled because you simply cannot bring him on in the middle. He just cannot defend there, and he shouldn't yep. be expected to um, as the lightest player in the NRL. Uh, but then if you do move him into fullback, Brimson moves into the halves, presumably. Are you going to take off your halfback? You're not going to take off Kieran Foran. And no. so I think when the Titans do implement Jaden Campbell in games, it's either going to be make or break. It's either going to go awesome, and he's going to break the game over or it's going to be shambles when the whole team gets rearranged uh, to bring him on. So it'll be really interesting how Justin Holbrook uses him this year. Yeah, because I think, I think Brimson, I, I really rate Brimson highly, but he's obviously more versatile than Jaden. And, and I think Jaden Campbell's too good a player to, to not be starting in an NRL team, He's he, as, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Up until we'd signed Aaron Shop, I actually had AJ Brimson down as a centre this year which oh, a lot wow. of people didn't like, but I see him similar to like a uh, like a, a Laurie Daly or a Jack White when yeah. he plays centre. They're not an out-and-out centre. They're more of a 5'8 still, Good call. but they offer that that ball-playing ability, and that would have allowed Jaden uh, to start at fullback, but it wasn't to be. Yeah, well, a lot of the great coaches kind of say pick your best 17 and, and work out where play from there, and I think that's going to eventually happen with Campbell. He's, he's got to be in that side. Absolutely agree, mate. I think by the end of the year, there's going to be some some serious questions for the Titans. All right, how are we going to make this work? Are we going to have to unfortunately release a spine player? There's some questions there. Now, can I just ask you, if Josh doesn't mind, three totally random and different questions. Okay, one is sure, how, did you, how, how did you feel when Patrick Herbert didn't pass the ball to either the feeder or or Corey Thompson in that semi-final at full time. What was your reaction? Number two, number two, and this is totally different again, for people that have been in a coma, how do they go about finding your page and, and finding your, your output uh, so they can you know, really follow a, a good rugby league innovator? And number three, and this is probably my most important question, and you might disagree with this, why do I always hear so many away fans at Titans game? What's it going to take for the... Gold Coast community to embrace this team in good times and in bad because the venture under previous names has failed before. And I just sometimes feel that the Titans are fighting a losing battle with people. Like if they had more people like you, obviously, it'd, it'd be fine. But I, I think you're in the minority there, Clarkie. Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly we are. 
Question one, it it was legitimately like legitimate heartbreak. It felt like <laughs> I was at a, a funeral of a family member. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe it. And then my neighbor came over playing the Roosters theme song, and he oh, thought no. it was a joke. Oh no! And I was like, "Hey, man, not now, please. Like, yeah. not now. Wow. Like, usually, I can laugh and have fun. Please, not now." Um, <laughs> yeah, it, I can't describe it to anything other than it felt like I was at a funeral. That's how down I felt. Yeah. <laughs> um, Question number two, all over social media these days, predominantly using the Facebook and Instagram, um, though occasionally a few TikTok videos here and there. But I think my focus will remain on the Facebook and Instagram. I think it captures the largest rugby league audience, so I get the most value out of my time and then I'm providing uh, the most value. So what do value. they look up, Clarky? What do they look up? Give them, a, give them something to look up or search. Clarky's, yeah, Clarky's rugby league column. If you search that on Facebook or Instagram, it, it'll come up for you. Question three. I have a whole ask your wife memory. Rob how to how to find it on Instagram. All right. Okay, we'll do that. She's she's on Instagram. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mate, could I get a rehash of question three? I put the worst memory. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Rob. You three completely different. Areas. No, they are. But I mean, I just yeah, yeah. I just think I just think the biggest one is like what well, what would Clarky do to try and get the supporter base up? Like what mm. what 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 are they doing wrong on the Gold Coast that doesn't? I mean, is it because it's just such a holiday type of atmosphere, even for the locals there? Like, there's beaches and there's just more to do there than, than you know, committing to going to a game every second week? I think that's a factor. Uh, I think another factor is a lot of people move to the Gold Coast for retirement uh, mm. or for the, the living conditions. And so yeah. I always find at home games, it is kind of like a 50-50 split um, yeah. of fans for our team and the other. But the, the biggest thing is the Gold Coast has never had a team they can be proud of. And so people don't want to put their neck out and support a team without that. And that's not just exclusive to the Titans because um, I live in Canberra now. Their home games were really, really poor. Um, then the semifinal, for example, it was a sellout. Yeah. Um, another example would be the Panthers. They typically always had low crowds. That's why their yep. stadium wasn't renovated for so many years. Well, now to sell it every week fans want a team they can be proud of and unfortunately the gold coast it hurts to say but whether it's the titans seagulls Chargers, or giants they've never had a successful team that they can really get around yeah. turn up and support every week and you know at, at least walk away really really happy with a, with a tight game uh, more so in recent years we've, we've really struggled with that aspect um, and that aspect alone Fans want a team they can be proud of, right? No matter what the sport, no matter what the code. Um, yeah, sure. That's the bottom line, I think. Yeah, I've seen a few West Tigers games. I think I've been to three. It's, it's, what's it called now? It's not skilled anymore. What's the stadium called? Seabus Super. Seabus. Um, I was there for the Robbie Farrah field goal uh, back in, what year was that? Long I was there for ago. Hodjo's. Yeah, Hodjo's last game in... 2000, I want to say 2008 or 2009. I went to Hodjo's last game there as well. But my point at uh, those bragging stories, uh, more the West Tigers fans that were there, we had like a whole, seemed like behind the whole section behind the goalposts were West Tigers fans. So uh, I totally get what you're saying there. Either I was there on holidays. I imagine a lot of other people, like I will make a holiday of it, go to the Gold Coast, plus a lot of people who were uh, from Sydney and fans of the Tigers moving up there, not wanting... I, I have family in Brisbane that are Tigers fans, so they moved up from Sydney. So, yeah, I imagine 
it's a very uh, yeah expat sort of sort of um, community. Was there another question in there, Rob? I think that was two. No, no, I, just, I just I just threw Clarky under the bus and he answered all three of them immaculately. Yeah. So that that's all good. But no, the reason I say that is like I think for the West Tigers, Clarky, if we had one home ground with you know eleven or twelve home games, I think we'd be a lot better off for it instead of having six home grounds and. You know, we're going to have a couple of games early at Leichhardt and be devoid of there for a while and a few at Campbelltown and we've got New Zealand and Tamworth and, it just, you know, Magic Round. It's just, I just think when you, if you can get to go see your team locally every week or every second week, you get attached to them. And that's why I'm just a bit disappointed personally that the Gold Coast hasn't worked for the fans, you know, because if I lived up there and I, and I didn't follow an NRL team and I decided to support the Titans... I'd be attached to them because I get to see them every couple of weeks. Where here, I don't get that opportunity. Yeah, particularly with the Tigers, with uh, Combank Stadium, the Eels' home ground, taking games there oh, as well. Yeah. It's yeah. like, come on, Tigers board! Like you already split your fans <laughs> across enough home grounds. Surely, the line was in the sand at four. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a really silly, silly move by the Tigers board. They've promised to fix that next year once the women's soccer World Cups out of the way. Uh, this year, so fingers crossed, we will. I'll be happy with two home or two plus Tamworth. I'd say will be next year. Uh, back to the game this weekend, Clarky. Any West Tigers uh, matchups that kind of fear you a little bit for you guys? Not necessarily fear, but there, there's three matchups that that I had that I really picked out looking at that team list. Number one, we touched on earlier, Fafita versus Papali. I think that's a matchup of absolute elite back rowers. Papali, a much more consistent mould that goes about with a lot more hard work. But Fafita is a genuine game breaker with X Factor. So it'll be interesting to see who gets the better out of those two. Tino versus Clemmer. I think Clemmer is going to play with a lot of aggression. And I think he's going to really want to set the tone his first time in a Tigers jersey. And I think Tino equally wants to set the tone as the Titans captain and our forward pack leader. So I think there is fireworks there. And uh, Rob touched on Sam Verrills before. I really, really do like Sam Verrills. I will say I probably made the right decision in taking Brandon Smith over him. Uh, but if Sam Verrills can stay free of injury, the way he gets out of dummy half, engages those markers and gets his forwards onto the advantage line, dare I say it, it is very reminiscent of how Apposite Coruscant plays. And so I think their matchup could be uh, another really good one to watch there. Overall, I'm expecting a high-scoring game. The reason why I make that assessment is I look at our back lines. Um, Shop and Fafita have never defended together. Sammy and Khan Pereira have never defended together. And I look at your guys' back line, and it seems the same with Talao and Norfoluma, maybe a few games in the past. And Naden and Staines will be a new defensive combination there. Uh, so I do think there's opportunity um, for a high-scoring game. Mm. And I also make that assessment because... Our teams were top four sides last year, but for missed tackles. We missed 32 per game. You guys missed 34. So uh, I think, yeah, that you add all that together. Uh, would you guys agree this one should be a high-scoring contest? So yeah, put money I'm, on I'm, every I'm, winger to score. I'm, I'm with you. I was Actually, my hot take was going to be for the four wingers to score. I would yeah. say, Clarky, even though it was at Penrith and maybe only two or three games, I've got a feeling Naden and Staines would have combined there on the right side for Penrith a couple of years ago. Before yeah, Nathan, no, that's good. Um, they would have played a few games. They would have had a few games, and I and I think Stain's probably got the nod over Junior Tupu just in case 
something goes wrong with um, Dane Laurie as well, at least he can slide into fullback, whereas Junior Tupu couldn't do that. But no, I agree. It's, it's going to be a high-scoring game. And uh, you got me worried now about your Olympic-class sprinter versus David Nofaluma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Yeah, a kick from one of those over his head or something like you know, might be an option for them too. Well, I so, saw Tupo, Tupo, our Tupo burn him in the opposed session um, a few weeks ago. So, yeah, man, yeah, put a, he's not someone on a next like faster than Josh had a car. That's in, insane. Uh, Clarky, have you ever been to Leichhardt before? Is my next question. Don't believe I have. I only lived in Sydney for a short time. Okay. Um, at Breakfast Point. So I oh, was that's at, around the corner. I actually, yeah, yeah, I did actually go to a Tigers training session once and get a, a jersey signed up by all the boys, which was awesome. Um, but no, I don't don't believe I ever got to a game at Leichhardt, which is disappointing. That's where uh, Benji Marshall was living there when he when they won the comp, I believe. That's where a yeah, lot of West Tigers, a lot of West Tigers players get put up in Breakfast Point. In, Correct. Um, so, yeah, that's it's literally yeah down the river from Leichhardt. So, uh, yeah, so you can't really relate to us. We're just so pumped by round one for us at Leichhardt and round two as well. It's just it's just shaping up. Uh, yeah. But do you think we're a bit delusional and thinking we can make the top eight this year? Like, we're going into this season. We did our survey uh, on Monday night and we're basically eighth is kind of, eighth to ninth is kind of our fan base or from that survey that's kind of what we landed on do you reckon you've kind of already touched on it as well but do, do you reckon west tigers fans should have a bit of hope in that i'm just looking through i, I was locking sharks storm eels cowboys rabbitos and roosters i'm gonna lock those six in straight away for a final spot so that leaves seventh and eighth I'm probably going to cross the Knights, Dragons, and Dolphins out. I mean, then that leaves Broncos, Raiders, Bulldogs, Titans, and Tigers in that bunch where five has mm. to go into two. If I have to make the call, I did make a bold call that the Bulldogs and Tigers would both miss the eight, even though they've recruited so well. Uh, but I do acknowledge that was a bold take. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think, think it's Tigers, a bold take at all. Yeah, I think the Tigers will miss the eight, um, but I can't say so with any real confidence. I have them in that group of where two five has to go into two, yeah. and it's unfortunate to say whether it was my Titans or your Tigers, and we did squeeze in that seventh or eighth spot, we're probably just making up the numbers for the finals anyway, unfortunately. Yeah, sure, but it'll be like winning the grand final for our fan base. Uh, but in, in saying that, would you agree possibly those mid teams key injuries might be the difference between it might be just down to who's healthiest as well like we west tigers i feel we have a great first 17 ish and then kind of lack a bit of depth behind it so any key injuries um then will fall away we're basically for us to make the top eight we're going to have a lucky, I mean, to win a comp, I think you'd be fairly lucky, uh, injury wise as well. Like, look at Latrell missing a, a grand final, um, a couple of years ago. But, um, so it might come down to injuries, in my opinion. Uh, as any more questions for Clarky before we let him go? 
Yeah, so we didn't really touch on the halves in that team list, and I'm wondering if Clarkie thinks um, the the halves pairing of Boyd and Foran was what he expected, or was he expecting something different? I thought that question was going to go a different direction towards your halves. Um, that was the combination I was expecting. Just because Tanner Boyd did play so well in round 25, kicking that game-winning field goal, uh, and then he did play quite well in both trials whilst he was on the field, Tanner Boyd is a player that has, well, he was considered the Broncos at one stage as their future halfback, which we've seen comes with a lot of pressure. Look at Brody Croft. He didn't last long um, and others that have come and gone in and out of that jersey. He does have a crucial connection with Dave Fafita also as they played under 13s to 17s together at school. Uh, that was the way I always had the halves. Um, and it's just unfortunate the Titans did spend so much development time last year with Toby Sexton. And I believe we upgraded him to a roughly $500,000 deal as well, which was probably the wrong move with hindsight. It would have been better to get Tanner Boyd those reps. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, what can you do? The decision's been made now. Uh, You you mentioned our halves. Quickly, what are your thoughts? Uh, Do you think Brooks and Dwayne here on the back of this improved forward pack can be better this year? Love this. Love that Dwayne's back. I was about to say the signing, sorry, because he has been out last year with an ACL. I love that Adam Dwayne's back, and I feel his best position is 5'8". Love it. What yeah. I don't love with the Tigers is they haven't played finals for a significant time now, and since 2013, the one common trend in that side has been Luke Brooks. Mm. And I just, I just feel that they had an opportunity to... And let's not forget, the Knights wanted Luke Brooks. They didn't want Jackson Hastings. Yeah. In the end, I feel like the Tigers would have been much better keeping Jackson Hastings. One, because he's not a 1.3 million like Brooks is. I mean, it's wild to think that Brooks is collecting the same salary as Nathan Cleary. But two, I feel like Jackson Hastings and Adam Dwayne will work a little bit better. I mean, for Luke Brooks now, it's what, uh, close to 200 NRL games with no finals appearance. You'd really have to think this is the last season the West Tigers persist with this. It's like a ugly relationship that for one reason or another just hasn't worked out over the years, but both just can't let go. Um, and I just feel that, yeah, it, it's the one common thing with this Tigers side. They've had different coaches. They've had different forward packs. And most of the outside backs besides Norfolk Loomer have come and gone. The one that has always been there has been Luke Brooks. And as the halfback, I do feel he needs to shoulder some of the responsibility of having missed finals, unfortunately, so many years in a row. Mate, I don't think there's a West Tigers fan that really... I mean, as a former king of Brooks Island, I can't even... Yeah, with that, really. Yeah, we we need Clarkie to have a chat with Sheensy and and the boys because, yeah, we, Mm -hmm. we, we were gobsmacked. I mean, the one recruitment decision I didn't like was Jackson Hastings leaving. I was, I was absolutely devastated by it. Uh, Brooksy hasn't done what he wants to do. I think I think the coaching staff basically basically believe Jackson Hastings isn't fast enough to play halfback. He's not the type of halfback they want. They want a halfback with speed, hence why we're going for Mitchell Moses, even though that's probably not going to happen. So, look, and there look were... everything, everything Clarkie just said, I, I 100% agree with, but we're, we're stuck now. We've just got to back Brooksy and Dwayne here to do the job. And hopefully the style that we play this year kind of frees Luke Brooks up from the game management side of things and lets Appy take a little bit more control. I know Dwayne here will take control of that uh, right side of the ruck. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I think our club's really recruited perfectly in the off-season. Like, I, we couldn't have done – I mean, we've got basically 
three current rep players. We've got a former rep player in Clemmer. We've got one who's about to play rep footy, in my opinion, in Stefano. Um, he'll, he'll be there. We've got arguably the best defensive player in the comp in Alex Twole. We've got Sean Bloor, who no one really knows much about except Josh and I. We love him to bits and Aaron. So, yeah, so I think I think we've got a really good pack and we've got, we got big things to look forward to, but our back line's a little bit barren. So if we get an injury to Dwayhe or or, or Naden, someone of that ilk, Dane Laurie, then we're kind of, yeah, we're, we'll be struggling a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we definitely need health. Right, to finish, Clarkie, give us your... Are you a betting man, Clarkie? Do you like to... Are you technically allowed? I guess you're not really tied to anyone. You can gamble. You're not... Yeah. There's no restrictions on yourself in terms of you know how some media members are technically not supposed to uh, gamble on rugby league. But uh, what? Uh, firstly, are you are you a, a punter on sports? In the past, not so much. These days, I do have sort of a, a punting live show where, uh, but I more look at that from sort of an analysis lens, and, and another fella gives out the tips. He's got a nine year a nine year tracked winning record, which is really rare with people wow, that give okay. tips. So um, what's that yeah, called? I, give I, that a plug. Uh, it's called the Tripod Live Show with Winnie and Clarky. It's it's every Wednesday um at 7 30 p.m. on my Facebook. Um yeah, I analyze the games and then Jacob gives us the punting perspective. So um yeah I, I gotta take his tips. He's got the the proven winning record there. 7 30 Wednesday. How long does it go for about an hour? Yeah roughly about an hour. Okay, so if anyone wants to watch that, they're eight thirty. They come watch us. Look at that Wednesday night, sort of. <laughs> Just make sure you're done by eight thirty, Clarky. Um, <laughs> so my point of that was prediction for Sunday. Give us a uh, scoreline and um, I don't know a try scorer or some some sort of bet. Someone, um, yeah, can put on. Uh, well, I'm, I can't go past my team. Sorry, gents. Diane That's all right. That's what we expected. We discussed a high-scoring game, so I would take the overs if it was at a reasonable line. And as for a try scorer, I think it's a pick who you like. I mean, I'm going to take if, – if I was going to bet, I would take Alofiana Khan Pereira on debut to bag a try coming off his okay. six or seven in the preseason challenge. Uh, but if you're if you're a Tigers um, fan – and certainly Charlie Staines, Norfoluma, any winger would be a great bet in this game because I do think it'll be a high-scoring a high scoring contest. So Titans win, the overs, and Alofiana Khan Pereira would be my official same-game multi. All right, give us a scoreline. Just call it winger bingo. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, scoreline, let's go Titans 34, Tigers 26. Um, wow. okay. Second half really opening up for both teams. Yeah, that's definitely. I yeah, pretty much agree with that. We'll do our predictions tomorrow night, uh, lads. We'll we'll sit on that and um, yeah, back when we go live tomorrow night, we'll give our predictions. But Clarky, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to plug while we have got you on on here? Maybe just re say. Uh, Rob did kind of step on one of my questions earlier, saying give it a plug. Use it at the end, Rob. That's all right. Um, just tell us everyone, tell everyone your handles and where to find you. Yeah, if you guys want to see daily free footy content that try to make it engaging and start discussions on the great sport, at Clarkie's Rugby League column, and you can find it all over social media. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. And um, yeah, good luck to your Titans on Sunday. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, and good luck to the Tigers also. Thanks, Clarky.
Thanks, Clarky. And we are back live, hopefully, just bringing the boys back into the stream. Very odd watching yourself there, boys. I know sitting back and watching our own podcast is uh, definitely something different. Obviously, for those who only just tuned in, Clarky, we recorded that last night. Hence, I said we'll do our predictions tomorrow night, which means tonight, if that makes sense. Uh, because, yeah, Clarky, as he mentioned in that chat, he has his show tonight. So it was too hard to tee it up for tonight. So we. We we pre-recorded that last night, and we I promised to shout out to all uh, all the people on the socials. I promised that it was a, a great chat, so I hope you really did enjoy that. I know Clarky, you, people do yeah give him a hard time sometimes, but you can't fault that he he puts some pretty cool content out there. Like everyone everyone who has an opinion. I mean, there's people out there, us three uh, plus Shane. There's people out there that have giving us shit for having opinions as well. So if you put an opinion out there, you're always going to have detractors, I guess, Rob. Yeah, look, Clarky's a star. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to blow sunshine up his you-know-what, but, I mean, as I said, he's very eloquent. He's got a lot of knowledge. Even if you don't agree with his opinions, he always backs up his opinions with some really good fact and content. So you can't – like, I disagree with a couple of things about his top six lock, et cetera, et cetera, but, I mean, he always backs it up with – numbers and stats and he's just a very knowledgeable young man and at 25 i mean he should be doing a tv show not these knobs we watch on nrl 360 and and the like i mean the only thing on tv worth watching is maddie johns and cooper cronk and put clarky with them it'd be an even better show well i mean these days tv not everyone tv is not the uh i mean it's probably still the top but it's soon becoming youtube streams and that sort of thing so People are moving away from TV, so yeah, absolutely agree. He was um, absolutely awesome, right? So we are live now. So getting further into the show, a uh, bit of news that dropped today: uh, Steeden has renewed their jersey uh, production or contract with the West Tigers and merchandise, obviously for another three years, I believe. Um, yeah, obviously we're I. Well, X Blades, how long were your X Blades for? Like from day dot to like 2000 and ISC came in about 2009, and then we went ISC, and then Steeden since 20, I want to say 2018, 2019. So, uh, as, as someone, you're a bit of a jersey lover like me, how do you feel about Steeden kicking on for another few years? I mean, I like the the material their gear is made of. What I don't like is the fact that I went up a size or two when I got my yeah, first um, my first Steeden jersey. I'm normally a large. I got a large in my first one, and it was really, really tight around the shoulders and the neck. I'm like, well, this is awfully uncomfortable. So <laughs> I had to go an extra large for my neck for my one after that. And but yeah, they that it's um so far I've most I've noticed mostly good good products. I don't know if they do all of our merch like the scarves and. Um, everything like that. Sorry, yeah, all the sorry, all the hats. the playing merch. Yeah, the playing trading. All the playing merch. merch. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> I've seen like a few people have had issues with the hats. Um, in particular, this year, I've seen a few where the straps broken, but I haven't had any of those sort of issues with mine. But yeah, right. um, yeah. As long as they keep making at least hopefully quality jerseys, I've I've got nothing to complain about really. Yeah, the sizing thing too. I. 
I used to get mediums in ISC. I could even, if there was a small, I could get away with a small. And now, if I were a large in Steeden, I look like I'm wearing a Tour de France jersey. Like, like my shoulders can't can't fit in it. I I almost have to go to XL too, and I'm only five foot eight. So yeah, the sizing. Yeah, I I bought a medium uh, in the Anzac jersey of. What was the first year we had it? 2020, I think. I think it was the, fir- the first Anzac jersey we had with him. And I put it on without thinking. And I'm like, well, I haven't been able to wear it since because I can't fit into it. Maybe I should lose some weight. But maybe that's not Not, Yeah, not on Steeden. Uh, we did the team list with Clarky. I won't bother too much with that. I will get into... I always surprise myself with the ad um, with... Mobile Corp, as I again, I found it. I found it. Mobile Corp, uh, Stephen, long time listener from Mobile Corp, passionate West Tigers fan. He's uh, contacted us in the off season and supporting us this season. They can assist you with anything IT related. And you may remember Mobile Corp under their former name, MLC Phones, who sponsored Balmain slash Sydney Tigers in the mid 90s. And they believe there's a saying in IT, there are only two types of companies, those who have been hacked and those who will be hacked. So what can businesses, business owners do to protect themselves from cyber attack? Uh, Mobile Corp, they're a family-run tech company that supports West Tigers and even was a jersey sponsor back in 2007. uh, Mobile Corp are passionate about helping protect businesses from cyber threats. And for an affordable cybersecurity solution, go to mobilecorp.com. Com.au. Uh, right, we'll go to the other grades. So, New South Wales Cup, finally, uh, we kind of have a team list for that. We don't have a 5 8 um, named yet. I guess I'll work that out after players are dropped from the first grade side, but they are playing before uh, first grade. So, they're at 3 55 p.m. at Leichhardt on Sunday. So, get out early and it's not really that early I guess four o'clock start for the Maggie so uh Junior Tupo on the wing there Stafford Tower in the centers uh Tukey Simpkins Brandon Tumuth Manamua so yeah plenty yeah I won't go through the whole team list but Rob there's plenty of names there's plenty of reasons to go watch the magpies there's some names in there that really uh really want to keep an eye on yeah and I and I think a lot of those guys are going to be pushing for first grade spots, so uh, hopefully they do well and and keep the heat on the on the boys playing on Sunday night. Okay, on to the Magpies Juniors this weekend. So they're playing at Blue Bet Stadium, Penrith, ten thirty eight thirty a.m. for SG Ball and twelve p.m. for Harold Matz. I think I just got that around the wrong way. Harold Matz then SG Ball. Uh, Balmain Juniors, they're playing at Lidcombe Oval. So Balmain are playing at Lidcombe Oval for some reason in a home game. Um, yeah, so if you want to go out and watch the Tigers, they're playing at 10 a.m. against the Roosters and 11.30 a.m. against the Roosters. Harvey Norman Women's Premiership, they're playing up on the Central Coast at Maury Breen Oval, home of the Wyong Roos. The first place I ever played rugby league, fun fact. Um, wearing shoulder pads, black boots, and balls with stitches. Wore cotton jerseys, Rob. That's how old I am. Wore a cotton jersey my first game <laughs> of rugby league. 
Um, Maury Bray Noble, 3.30 p.m. Saturday afternoon. Tasha Gale, they're at Blue Bet with the Magpies Juniors. They're playing against the Panthers at 3.30 p.m. Uh, Laurie Daly Cup and Andrew Johns Cup, they're at Kirkham Oval Camden for a uh, home game against the uh, Illawarra SC Dragons, uh, 12.40 and 2 p.m. kickoffs on Sunday for those. Righto. Time to win some money, Rob Stradamus. What have you got for us this week? Uh, firstly, Josh, if anyone's watching and they're seeing this stupid smile that I've had on my face for about maybe 10 or 15 minutes, it seems like the fan have basically done most of his show on Alex Twole not scoring a try and asking other players how he's going to score a try. And it's just, and they yeah. and, and they've shown some close moments and I'm just cracking up laughing because <laughs> I've I've got the close <laughs> captions on just seeing it I'm just like I don't know like I'm just trying to think myself if Twally scores a try this year I reckon the NRL should just shut down the comp and declare us winners <laughs> of the comp like it's just gonna, it's just gonna it's just gonna be that good but yeah just see I can't it's wait like Harry Potter you gotta I can't wait to watch this uh, on replay with with the sound up but okay so this week look I'm following. Clarkie's line. Um, I really think all four wingers are a big chance of scoring a try. My theory with any type of punting on NRL, even AFL, just wait out the first four weeks and see what the teams are like before you start burning your money. But if we have to do something this week, I'd say... Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah, I know it's not fun, but I'd say all four try scorers. Uh, Hot take, and we'll get on to, to our tips for the weekend, Josh, but my hot take with the Nostradamus stuff... Rob Stradamus, whatever you call it. Uh, I actually can't really pick the winner out of Parramatta and Melbourne. So mm. my take is going to be we're going to Golden Point. Because I just think Melbourne have just lost, you know, they've lost Brandon Smith. They've lost the um, Bromwich brothers. They've lost Kafusi, They've had Olam fracture something or other. He's out for a few weeks. Pappenhausen's not back. And then you look at Parramatta. Parramatta's, you know, lost Opacic, Papali'i, uh, Marnie, uh, They've lost someone else that I can't think of. Uh, Sean Lane, uh, Niacore, that's another one. Um, Sean Lane's out injured. Ryan Madison suspended. So they're they're both really depleted teams. So I I really just couldn't pick it. Like Melbourne have got a great first up record, but we should have beaten Melbourne round one last year. Like we had them on toast. They had a few players out. We had them on toast. We couldn't put them away in the second half. So so my hot take there, if anyone wants to have a, a long shot bet, is it'll be golden point for Parramatta and Melbourne, and, and what a way to start off the year if that happens. I'm, I'm gonna, I might literally put money on right now. Um, Stefano is the Stefano is longer price odds to score. Obviously, Alex Twole playing 13 might play more minutes, but Stefano's the longest odds to score a try for us. He's 975 on sport. I'm going to put that on before people start. Alex Twole's on the bench, Josh. He's not 13. It's Joffa's 13. Oh, uh, Joffa's 13, isn't he? So why yeah. is Twole... Why is Steph? I'm going to get on that before everyone else listens to me. Put that on. I'm putting putting something but on. There, but there, there's yeah. there's another hot take which isn't uh, gambling related. Josh, I reckon Fanua Pole's going to start. Joffa hasn't had a run in the trials yet, so yeah. I, I I reckon Pole's going to start and Joffa will be on the bench. Well, I just burned a lobster for no reason. <laughs> no, we'll see. I reckon Steph. Look, it's Steph. I reckon Steph's going to score quite a few tries this year. So he will. He will. I, I think he's he's a good one. Uh, Get him in your back. super coach teams. Yep. Uh, yeah, actually, speaking of super coach, we'll plug the Patreon the next segment, but um, 
one of the boys set up a super coach comp for our Patreon members. So shouts to, I can't remember who did it because I haven't joined it yet, but um, yeah, shouts to the boys. And as you're running the tipping comp for us as well, uh, the Patreon members tipping comp. So here are our tips for the week. Literally all the same. It's just as in the first game, like Rob just said, the Eel Storm game uh, is super close and that's Aaron's zagged and Rob and I have zigged. We've gone Eels. Yeah. Must I despise that franchise? Uh, just the home the home ground advantage is the only thing I could think in that one. Why'd you go Storm, as? Yeah, it's really just one of those toss-the-coin ones. I know Para are strong. They're playing at home. Melbourne have that amazing round one record. Um, they're both a little bit banged up. I, I just feel like the losses in the Eels forward pack might hurt them a smidge more. Um, I feel like both benches don't offer a heck, heck of a lot, but the I think the Storm bench has a slight edge there, and that's kind of why I'm leaning towards the Storm. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Warriors, uh, for me, home ground advantage. I couldn't really... Is that the same for you boys, Rob? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a... Look, for me, that's a tough game too. I mean, the Newcastle Knights preseason form's awful. But then I looked at their side tonight, and they've got a pretty good side on paper. Uh, I know mm. Jacko's going to want to impress. You know, Pong has got a lot of pressure on him. Uh, new Zealand have a lot of new players, but they've got a lot of good new players. So you'd think New Zealand would get up at home. Like, you know, they, they want to get off to a good start, and they haven't been at home too much in the last three years. So, yeah, I, I put New Zealand, but absolutely zero confidence in that tip. We've all tipped Panthers yeah, over I'm Broncos. Uh, as is there any any hope for the Pan- the Broncos to beat the Panthers at all? They're four fifty outsiders there. Yeah, no. I, at home, um, after the the World Club Challenge loss, I don't think the Panthers are going to give this one up all that easily. They're still a really strong team, even with their losses. Um, the Broncos, I think they've still got a bit of a way to go in regards to taking on the the top top teams. So. I, I like I said, I have them in ninth on my ladder, but I do think they're going to start the season with a loss this year. I agree with you, Aaron, but don't forget that the, the uh, Broncos had a really hot start against Penrith at Penrith last year. Mm. They they got off to a flyer in that game, and they had them under the pump for you know a, a good portion of the game. So I, the last again, couple of years, all the all the clashes between the Panthers and Broncos have been disturbingly close. Yeah, so I, I think Penrith should get up, especially after the embarrassment of losing to St. Helens at home because really, you know, their home ground has been a fortress. So I, I think Penrith will win, but again, it's it's nothing. I don't think anything is a given on the, in the first round except perhaps the Roosters versus the Dolphins. And now that I've said that, the Dolphins are probably specials. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Broncos, 13 and a half start in that game. Uh, Manly, we've all gone Manly over Bulldogs. They lost, Bulldogs lost, uh, Thompson for the season this week. Yeah, I Luke believe. Thompson. So, yeah. Um, they've got a yeah. lot of prop forward injuries at the moment. So, uh, that, that should be an advantage for Manly there, you know, right there and then. Cowboys in BJ's out for a while as well, I think, for the dogs. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Cowboys at, uh, at home against the Raiders. I mean, Raiders three dollars outsiders. I mean, they look pretty awful against us. Maybe that's kind of. I do think 
after our trial, I think we were underdogs against the Titans and then that trial flipped the market. So might be going off trial form. There, uh, Sharks and Rabbitohs, I I tipped Sharks until you boys silly, stupidly told me Nico Hines is out. As soon as you told, as soon as you told me that, I flipped. Um, if Nico, Nico Hines was playing, I thought maybe Cronulla at Cronulla were a chance. But, yeah, Bunnies, they're going to be hard to beat this year. Rob? Yeah, I, I think Bunnies is a... I mean, obviously, Cronulla will do well at home, but... I think the Bunnies will get him in the end. They've got too much class. And, and Latrell Mitchell's a freak. So, yeah, I'm expecting another big year from him. Uh, Roosters over Dolphins. Yeah, I can't see the Chooks blowing that one. And then our beloved Tigers. We've gone with our hearts on that one. Like that oval. Surely, boys, come on. Like, oh, man, I just... I, I'm... barely been able to sleep with excitement this week. Just first game at Leichhardt. So like Sunday evening, daylight savings, so twilight footy. Last, we're going to sit through seven games before we get our turn. I feel like it happens a lot that we get the last game of the first round. As does that sound right to you? We always seem to be. I remember when they used to have Monday nights. Sometimes we get Monday night starts and that sort of thing. But I mean, feel for the Dragons who don't have any game this week. But um, and then they have to wait till the last a- game of the second round. Yeah, right. So they got a fifteen day extra wait. Like no more. Because Thursday. No, it'd be ten days. Terrible maths by me. Uh patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Uh help support the show from just a few bucks a month, access to our Discord and now as uh as set up the tipping comps and there's a super coach comp in there. There's uh a channel for what do we add this week? We've got a punning channel in there. Uh, what did Carla ask me to add the other day? There's a super coach channel for those who are super coach experts. I'm not. I'm not. I'm terrible at super coach. I have a crack, but never do it. Terrible as well. Don't it. worry. Um, and exclusive content like the guys got to listen to that clucky chat uh, as soon, basically as soon as that went to live to air. And I think even a couple of them sat in so they can sit in the room. Uh, on our stream here, so a couple of them actually sat in and watched this live chat to Clarky in the in the background there. So plenty plenty of reasons to join us. Um, a couple of people joining us this week too. So thanks you thank you to you uh, blokes. And next show round one review. Hopefully a winners lounge. Uh, we can celebrate going one and zero, boys. Uh, any final words before we head into round one? Let's, oh man, let's freaking go! I'm so pumped for this. Are you? Am I able to throw video. you under the bus, Josh? Do you mind? Like we still talking for the first time? Just go. <laughs> go for it. Are you? Are, are you able to share the message last night that basically cost me a whole night's sleep, had me walking up the walls, had tears in my eyes, and said, "Bring on freaking Sunday." Are you able to share the message of that photo you got from a certain player? A DM? No, 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 no. I don't want. I don't want to out him. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just say one player said he can't effing wait to run on the field on Sunday night. I think and, that, I think our listeners, if you know the show well, you know who that is, and you'll. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I, now that you've outed me, that I've sent you. That I, <laughs> That I told you 
I just want to get everyone pumped up. I'm telling you, whoever's going out there Sunday, put your heart and soul into cheering this team home. We've got to win on Sunday. We've just got to give it everything. So just get out there, raw, don't leave anything. Have a have a dry throat for Monday morning. Get laryngitis. We've got to cheer the boys <laughs> on. Yeah, and I've pretty much got that at the moment. But um, this, my voice is a bit croaky. Rachel did ask earlier, a tick, is it sold sold out yet? I just looked while we'll watch. I saw your comment pop up. I looked on Ticketek that does look like tickets are available. 40 bucks to sit on the hill, and that's... Buy your tickets on Ticketek. If you go to the gate, I'm assuming if they're forty bucks online, you're probably paying fifty at the gate. If you if it doesn't sell out by Sunday and the gates are actually uh, the ticket, what do you call it? Ticket windows uh, are open, so the three of us will be there. Either way, we've got our tickets sorted or our memberships for as and I. So if you want to go, I'd I'd get on get onto it, uh, get a ticket. Sixty bucks for reserved. So. High demand, uh, high prices for like up, but it's worth it. So why not? Yeah, we'll be out there. If you see the three of us, come say g'day. We might even head to a certain legs club uh, on the Holman Barnes group after it for a few beers to celebrate, hopefully a win. So boys, see you on Sunday. Be good to see your faces and seeing you back in Sydney as and thank you to everyone who tuned in tonight. Thanks to Clarkie, absolute legend. Give him a follow on the socials. And as always, boys, go the freaking Tigers. It's time to climb. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and at Twitter and facebook.com forward slash westlifepod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Hey guys, if you're still listening at the end of that episode of the Westlife Podcast, Just at the back end here, here's five minutes of today's episode of my other podcast, Sport Espresso, where we cover uh, a range of sports from around the world and locally here in Australia. It's on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you want to give it a subscription and check it out. Here's today's episode of Sport Espresso. Welcome to Sport Espresso, your cup of daily sports news and scores from both locally here in Australia and around the world. On today's show, some big signing news in the NBA and arguably the best test cricket match of all time. It's Wednesday, March 1. It's autumn, therefore footy season is upon us. Let's get into the sport. To cricket first and there's... Probably no better test match in the history of test match cricket. That's a long history, so that might be a bit of hyperbole. But when England lose, it's even better. They have lost to New Zealand by one run. So England, they needed uh, two runs for victory yesterday. Uh, Jimmy Anderson flicked it down the leg side and keeper Tom Blundell took the catch And they were just one run short, all out for 256. Uh, Incredible test match and why test match cricket is still the elite uh, form of the game, in my opinion. Joe Root had 95 for England in that one and three wickets for Tim Southey. Meanwhile, in the 
test between South Africa and the West Indies in Centurion. Uh, South Africa at stumps are eight for 314. Uh, top scorer for South Africa so far, Aidan Markram with 115. To the NBA, a bit of news this morning. Uh, the Bulls, they've waived guard Goran Dragic. Uh, Will Barton has been signed by the Toronto Raptors. Uh, LeBron James, he's been ruled out for the next couple of weeks. His right foot injury holding him out for the Lakers, who are trying to get into the playoffs via the play-in, which is ninth or 10th position. Uh, LaMelo Ball, he's been rolled out for the season for the Charlotte Hornets. He has a fractured right ankle. The Knicks, they've signed guard Dwan Washington Jr. on a two-way contract. Now to scores from yesterday. So the Pistons, they lost to Charlotte in Charlotte. Uh, 117, 106. Top scorer for the Hornets yesterday, Terry Rozier with 22. For the Pistons, James Wiseman had 23, as did Hamudo Diallo. In Philly, the Heat got a win over the 76ers, 101 to 99. Top scorer for the Heat, Jimmy Butler had 23. For the 76ers, Joel Embiid had 27. Tyrese Maxey had 23. The Knicks got an upset win over the Celtics in New York, 109-94. The New York Knicks fans will enjoy that one. Julius Randle had 23, as did Emmanuel quickly. For the Celtics, uh, top scorer was Ma- um, Malcolm Brogdon with 22. Uh, no Jalen Brown in this one. And finally, the Magic, they got an upset win in New Orleans against the Pelicans. Uh, for the Magic, top scorer in this one, Paolo Banchero, he had 29. And for the Pelicans, 25 points for Brandon Ingram. No Zion Williamson in this game. And on today's docket, Bulls at Raptors, Bucks at Nets, Wizard at, Wizards at Hawks, Lakers at Grizzlies, Kings at Thunder, Nuggets uh, at Rockets, Pacers at Mavericks, Spurs at Jazz, Timberwolves at Clippers, and Trailblazers at Warriors. So here's what to watch for your Wednesday. Of course, India and Australia, third test gets underway at 2.30. Eastern Daylight Savings Time today. Uh, Day two in South Africa versus West Indies is 7 p.m. tonight. In the NBA, the uh, broadcast games here, Grizzlies, Lakers at 11.30, Clippers, Timberwolves at 2 p.m. Um, some pre-season baseball, Mets, Astros is on as I record this uh, in some football, uh, Juventus and Torino are playing in Serie A at the moment. Uh, in the EFL, Luton v Millwall. And in Coupe, the French League, Lyon versus Grenoble. In ice hockey, midday, Blues v Kraken. And at 2.30pm, Sharks v Canadians. And early tomorrow morning, the Yankees take on the Nationals in spring training that kicks off at 5 a.m. That does it for your Wednesday. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. Please give us a follow at Sport Espresso AU and please subscribe, share with your friends. Appreciate your support and we will see you on Thursday.